Hi, bitches. I'm probably... Ew, why did I start that off by saying hi, bitches? Like, who the fuck? Whatever. I am probably somewhere in Paris frolicking, shaking my ass, eating a croissant and a cappuccino at this point. But this is part two of my mental health journey episode. Hope you guys loved the first part. And then now we... Okay, I can't... I literally can't even without stuttering. It's so embarrassing. But now we deep dive into part two. So I'm going to tell you there's a trigger warning right now of eating disorders. And I do touch on sexual assault a little bit. And yeah, I think that's the biggest trigger warning that I have. But love you guys. Enjoy. To have gone through everything I went through with mental health and depression, anxiety, all these things to then be sexually assaulted and not understand what the fuck had just happened to me besides an immense amount of guilt and like sickness and feeling just like horrible. Cause I just, that's the only way that I could really put that when I talk about sexual assault. And if you've experienced it, unfortunately, you know, the feeling I'm talking about. And I just remember being like, if I can get through this, I can get through anything. Like I've gotten out of inpatient. I've gotten out of all these things. Like I can't let this sexual assault take me back to where I was. I literally cannot let that happen. And like, I didn't even tell anyone about the sexual assault for so long because I didn't even understand what had just happened to me. But I do remember pulling aside the guy who did sexually assault me, his friend, and just like Loki having a panic attack being like, please stop telling like everyone. Like he was telling everyone I hooked up with him and that was not the case. I literally had bruises all over me and I was like, I I didn't want this. I never wanted to be touched by him. I didn't want any of this. And like, it's so hard for me to even deal with this in general. And like, I'm just getting back to school kind of thing. Like tell him to shut the fuck up or I will quite literally ruin his life and I will make it everyone's fucking problem. I will make it everybody's issue. And like, honestly, I, I wish I went to the police. I wish I did all that, but I can't go back in time. And I was also 16 years old and you genuinely don't feel like anyone's going to believe you. Like you are just like, no one's going to believe me. They're going to take his side. And then my name's all in the newspaper and I have a toxic fucking father who's going to lose his mind and be like, why did you let that happen? And like, I don't even know why I let that happen kind of thing. 16 was also the year like, yes, I got back into school, but the same year that we left my dad and like we packed up the house and got out of like an abusive household. So like 16 was a fucking year to say the least. and. But yeah, I was like, I will not let this sexual assault ruin me. I will not let this sexual assault bring me back to a place that was so fucking horrible for me to be in. Absolutely not. And it took years of coping. I don't even think I understood the coping I was doing at the age of 16. I understand it so much more now. But yeah, I was back in school full-time junior year. I ended up graduating on time. Graduated with my class, looked my counselor straight in the eye, and I was like, absolutely fuck you. They're like, we really didn't think you'd do it. And I was like, nobody did, you dumb asshole. My mom cried my entire graduation. And I honestly feel like what helped me through that time was just like I literally had an amazing mother that was there 24-7. I also found faith. Like I literally was like, I prayed to God. My views on religion are completely different now, but I needed something to just feel like I wasn't alone. I had people in heaven that were watching over me. I just needed something to feel like I wasn't alone and I was able to do this. But at the same time, like those comedy clips, I kid you not, were like such a huge point of me, just like a motivating factor that like I wanted to do this. And then when I fell in love with improv, I was like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap, babe. It's a wrap. Like I love this so much. So yeah. Uh, there is, there was no cure. There was, I wish I could be like, it was Zoloft. You know what I mean? There, but it wasn't like, there was nothing specific. It was honestly like a change in mindset. 
I also was like going back to cheer. I was like working out where more like I was kind of just not letting my anxiety consume me, like just facing it. And that's the biggest thing with anxiety is just like doing it. Like when you're anxious about something, like I get anxious about planes, don't want to be on a seven hour flight to Paris in a couple of days, but I'm going to do it. Cause like once I do it, I get through it and it's just like, okay, I can have this panic attack and I'm going to get through it and it's fine. And I'll be okay. Like scientifically panic attacks can only last 10 minutes. So that's that. Also, I'm going to talk myself through it. I have tools. I have coping mechanisms. I'm okay. I'm going to get through it. I've been through so much harder fucking shit in life. If I can get through this panic attack, I'm good. You know what I mean? So literally, even this morning, I was anxious on my plane. And I was like, bitch, have the panic attack then. You'll be able to get through it. You're good. Mm. Another big, so that was like my freshman year, how everything happened with that and how I was not in school for two years and I dealt with anxiety, depression, suicide attempts, anything like everything like that. So I now want to touch on my eating disorder, which I have talked about publicly, but not in a while. And I don't really like post anything about it. It's really still kind of like a, not a sensitive topic for me, but like, I just, the hate comments about my weight and stuff, or like people comment about my weight in general, really just like, it can send me to a spiral that I don't love to be in. I think that's with anyone that's been in an eating disorder, but I decided to put myself in the public eye and have people watch me. So it's like, that's just something I have to deal with. Um, so I never wanted to give people like ammo kind of thing in a way, but I do want to talk about my eating disorder because if you're going through it, I completely understand. Yeah. Another really challenging mental health struggle was my eating disorder. I will never forget the day it began. And like, the thing is like, it, it truly began for me because my mom's ex-boyfriend just kept making like a, would always make a lot of comments about my weight. I feel like my entire childhood, someone was always making a comment about my weight. Like it just always. And it was just kind of like, okay, what the fuck? And then I was eating chili and he looked at me and he was like, are you going to keep eating that? How much more are you going to fucking eat? And like in that moment, I remember just like standing up, going to the bathroom and I was just like, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like I don't want to live where people have to continuously comment on my weight. And so in my head, what I thought to do was start doing unhealthy behaviors. That'll help. That'll fix the weight problem. That'll fix everyone talking about me. Don't get me wrong. It fucking did. Like I had a really bad eating disorder, which it spiraled so negatively. Like my whole life, yeah, it, ugh, whatever, just piled up. And I just feel like in that moment, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And like, that was the first time I engaged in like eating disorder behaviors. I don't really want to like say it specifically. I don't want to trigger anyone. But yeah, for the next year and a half, I struggled horribly. I hated going out to dinner, which is so funny because that's like my favorite thing now. That's like my love language. I hated going out to dinner because I just didn't want to like consume any, like I just didn't want to eat. Okay. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to be, I had such bad anxiety going to dinner. I was like, holy fuck. I don't want to do this. Like I'm literally going to have a panty right now because I don't want to go to dinner. Every day was miserable. My hair was falling. I I was bald, bald as a motherfucker. My period stopped all these things. Like I was so miserable every single day, probably because I was so hungry. Um, but yeah, and I was a bitch shoot because I was whatever, but I was dropping rate, weight rapidly, like very unhealthy amount of weight very quickly. Clearly there was something wrong with me. Clearly there was something not right. And I just felt like I was in this mental prison I couldn't break out of. I remember like every day writing in my notes being like, when will this end? Like, when will I stop having the thought of doing this? Like, when will I be free of this? when is this going to end? Is this ever going to end? And it was one of those things that genuinely felt like it was never 
going to end. I couldn't stop. Like I couldn't stop. And I just felt like I was in such a mental prison and I was talking so negatively to myself. I was talking horribly to myself, obviously. But I was like going to bed every single night crying. And I just like, and it was never, I was never small enough. I was never at the point that I wanted to be. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get smaller. Like mentally, like physically I was getting smaller. And everyone's like, that was another thing that was really difficult too. Everyone's like, you look so good. And it's like, babe, I looked so ill. Like that's so, in, and it was so unhealthy. And it's just, I don't know, it's just the culture and the society we grow up in that we love to comment on women's bodies kind of thing. And it's like, just don't, you know? Mm. But every night, and I just, that was when I was really into God. Like I did have a phase I was really into God. And I remember just praying, being like, can you help me? Can you help me get out of this? Like, I don't know how to do this. And I couldn't even admit to myself I had a problem because normally like, I was justifying everything. I was like, it's not a problem. I'm just like, I just like, don't eat for five days. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a problem. Um, yeah. And I was like medicating with like weed and stuff too. It was like really weird. Like I was such a completely different person back then, but I was doing anything to escape the thoughts or like the problem or anything like that. But it was really a toxic cycle. And I had people around me too. I wouldn't say who encouraged the behaviors, but didn't know how to even, I just wish at that time someone would have just grabbed me and just been like, Hey, stop. Or just told my mom or done something, you know, people that knew what I was doing. I, I really wish that would have happened, but it was my journey. The way that it played out was the exact way it should have played out. And I can't expect or hope that anyone can save me from myself. You know, I have to save myself from myself. So I remember my old best friend was like, Hey, babe, you have a problem. This was like during COVID. She was like, you have a problem. And like, we all know it and nobody wants to say anything, but like, I'm going to say it, you have a problem. And I just was like bawling. And I was like, I can't even breathe like any of these things. And she was like, I think it's time that you tell your mom. And I was like, okay. Next day I told my mom and I was like, Hey mom. So I am struggling with a really bad eating disorder. My mom was like bawling her eyes out. She was like, this is my fault. I was like, literally, I can't even come out with my eating disorder without you making it about you. Like this just has absolutely nothing to do with you. Like this is my mental health struggle. This is me. I mean, it did have to do with your loser fucking boyfriend, but like that's about that. Um, yeah. The next day I told my mom, I got into severe therapy and this is where like my life genuinely changed. Cause like I hated therapy. Cause remember I went through like 17 therapists, my freshman year of high school. I just like felt like I didn't need it. And I was just like lying to myself. I was like, I'm too strong. Like I don't need this. Like I've gone through worse things. Like I'm good. Like I'm going to get myself through anything. Like I'm fucking good. And it's like, you don't always need to be that strong. And I got a, went into severe therapy and I had to work with a dietitian to learn to eat again, to learn to just eat and I hated that con. To be honest, I hated that con that dietitian I had to work with because she'd be like, I I think it was just because I had to send her photos of every meal I was eating and then we just had to have really honest talks. Like I, it wasn't her. It was just me dealing with an eating disorder and I was just like, fuck. But like healing from an eating disorder to this day, my therapist said that she was like, just because the thoughts are there doesn't mean the action needs to be there. And that was the biggest thing where like, I will have those thoughts. I will have those temptations. I will have those things that are like, do this, don't eat that, whatever. Right. But I don't need to act on it. I don't always need to listen to my mind. Like my mind tells me crazy fucking things. I don't need to listen. So what I learned in therapy about my eating disorder was the thought, yeah, the thoughts will always be there. I learned to rewire, we rewire my brain too. Like, hey, 
You don't have to do this. You don't like you don't. You're okay. It's okay to gain weight. It's okay to like lose weight. It's okay. Your body's going to change. That's all right. You're going to get through it. Everything is okay. So and getting in therapy really helped my self-love journey because I was holding on to so much trauma from freshman year, right? To, to even like my dad, to then being like sexually assaulted. I was sexually assaulted a couple of times after that, whatever. Um, I have whole different podcast episodes on those things. But yeah, I just learned to rewire my brain. And I remember daily affirmations being a really big part of my eating disorder recovery and like journaling and all these things in like excessive, excessive therapy. But I was still able to live life too, which felt really good. And just even being around people who were eating healthy and were like, not even just eating healthy, just were eating was really something that was so beneficial for my eating disorder recovery. Like my best friend now, Katie, you guys know Katie. I always say I'm like, she's like my angel on earth because I, even like after my eating disorder, I felt like I was healed. You know, I was like, I'm healed. I'm healed. Like I would still have those thoughts. I would still have, I talk to you guys about this all the time. I have body dysmorphia. I don't know what the fuck I look like half the time is what it is, right? My best friend, she's actually like a registered dietitian kind of thing. She, this is when she, what she went to school for. Like, I feel like she was placed in my life to like really help me with this. And like day after day, when we were getting closer, she just helped me with it so much, like so fucking much and was just still to this day helps me with it. Like any little thing. And so does my therapist. Like my therapist is still in my life to this day. But with my best friend specializing in that and like that's her work and that's what she's going to do. It just, I was like, I'm literally your first client, babe. I'm literally your first client. And she's helped me so tremendous. She just taught me like, it is okay to eat. Like, bitch, get your protein in. Like, it is okay to eat. And like, keep it down. Like, you're good. You're okay kind of thing. And she just, I will say, is like, helped me a thousand percent with my eating disorder recovery. Like that therapy. And like, she is my little angel on earth that just came in and was like, I'm going to help you. And I'll bring her on a podcast episode and we'll talk about this fully because her and I talk about this all the time. Like, yeah, let's talk about this fully. Let's tell our story kind of thing, because I know it'll help so many girls that are struggling with eating disorders or negative thoughts or bad thoughts or things like that. So there will be a day that we do that, but she just genuinely helped me and was like, let's go to the gym. And like, you don't need to go to the gym to, cause you want to burn off calories. We don't count calories in this household, bitch. Like kind of thing. She's like, delete my fitness pal. Like you're good. You don't need to track this. You're able to live life with balance. You're able to like work out for your mental health, not because you need to be a certain weight and like, don't weigh yourself. These things aren't important. Okay. None of this is important. And like, that's another thing. It's like, I'm so happy. Like I'm a genuinely a happy person. So does it like what I look like on the outside, does it really fucking matter at the end of the day? No, I feel like my impact in this world matters 20 times more than that. The help that I can give people matters 20 times more than that. And just how I'm feeling emotionally matters 20 times more than what I look like on the outside. And I think that's a hard thing to get away from. But like, yeah, I know my eating disorder shall always be in the back of my head, but it doesn't mean I need to listen to her. And it doesn't mean what she's saying is right whatsoever. I'm also in control of my thoughts and my actions. I'm a hundred percent control of my actions. As hard as it is to like not do something when you're eating disorder, it's like telling you to do it. You're in control. Mm. Speaking about control, my OCD, I've dealt with OCD since sixth grade motherfuckers. I was picking up shit and I was like, what is happening? Like what was happening? I've just always really had a lot of OCD. So, um, yeah. My dealing with anxiety and OCD right now, what does that look like for me? 
my OCD is the worst it's ever been in years right now. And I'm just like day by day kind of thing, like going through it. Like it, it just, I don't really know why it is. I feel like when I have big transitions in my life, my OCD gets really bad. So I think something huge is coming for me. Like something good's coming. My soulmate's coming in. No, but like, and in the summer, like certain times, my OCD can just get like super bad. And right now it's just like living with it, like dealing with the compulsions, dealing with everything, dealing with my brain and what it's saying and just taking it day by fucking day. I'm trying to be more mindful. I'm trying to be more present. I'm trying to be more in the moment and just be like, okay, like I'm good. I'm fine. All these things, whatever. Right. So day by day with the fucking OCD. I mean, I'm on medication for OCD and I just up my dosage, which I like don't like doing. Cause like, I also thought like being on medication was basically like me speaking to the devil. That's the way my mother made me feel about it my whole life. But I was like, no, no, I need this. And like my medication does help. So I'm really happy that I am taking medication, but it's honestly like OCD is just like a fucking mental thing. Like just overcoming those compulsions and things like that. And I just want everyone to know like that you're struggling with OCD. Like you're not fucking alone, bitch. Like I also, there's days that I sit and I think about a compulsion for like eight hours. It's in the back of my fucking brain. And like sissy, honestly, another saving grace I have in this world helps me with it, which is so random. Cause I'm like, how the fuck does sissy know how to help me with OCD? That's so weird, but she does. And she's just like, breathe. Like your thoughts are lying to you. It's okay. You're okay. Kind of thing. Cause like the intrusive thoughts come in, all those things come in. So honestly just dealing with it day by day. It's like a bitch. And I'm like, I hate it. But yeah. And I also feel like I'm very equipped to like deal with my anxiety these days. I feel like I know exactly how to get through those anxious moments and stuff like that. I want to get that good with my OCD to the point where it's, there's just, it's no OCD anymore. Loved it is no OCD. But let's talk about things that help with my mental health and how I stay mental health, mentally healthy. Because at the end of the day, my mental health is the most important thing to me. Like it is Cause bitch, we've had a journey. Like you've heard about it. We've had a journey. I don't even, I didn't even touch on the half of it from like the sexual assault that like the depression and the anxiety that comes with that kind of thing. Cause I genuinely just am like, we don't have time. We don't have time to talk about all these things. But yeah, I, things that help me currently, I would say are therapy. I'm the biggest advocate for therapy and it changed my life for the better. My therapist is someone that is just like such an amazing part of my life. I love her so much. She's helped me with so much. Like I, she, that's my bitch. I love her. And I can text her whenever I need. I just think therapy is so good because she's made me realize things about myself that I didn't even fucking know. And I actually need to go talk to her as to why I'm being a cunt to like all these men recently. Like I want to figure that out. Um, mm. but yeah. I love therapy so much. A set routine also really helps me. Like I like to have my routine where I'm like, I'm up at eight, I'm at the gym by nine and then I'm done by, with the gym by like 11. I have my meetings. I have that. I'm filming for TikTok. I'm writing the podcast. I'm editing the podcast. I'm editing YouTube or I'm filming for YouTube. Something like that is happening, but there's going to be a TikTok every day. There's going to be all these things. Like balance is really, not balance, a routine is key for me. Like that is so important to me. Help me get through the days. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm not doing. Also having a faith in something, like I said, during that point in my life, God really helped me. I've more shifted to being a spiritual ass bitch. Like I love my spirituality. So I believe in like the universe, higher powers. I got a fuck ton of people in heaven. I got a lot of those fuckers up there that I'm like, they're watching over me. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm like, hey, grandma, I really need help right now today. Just having a faith if that's God to you, if that's whatever. For me, it's like universe manifestation. I still do believe in God. But like, yeah, those things really help me. So 
having a faith, I think, will help you through the hard times too. Just something to believe in. I was big on that with my mom because my mom was having a bunch of panties. And I was like, mom, you need to like pray or something. And then she started like really loving Jesus and like almost overdoing it a little bit much, putting it down my throat, whatever. Um, Also, journaling. I love journaling. Journaling is so good for me. I like to journal because then I get out thoughts that I didn't even know I fucking had. And I'm like, wait a damn minute. Like, this is a lot. This is a lot for me to deal with. Like, I didn't even know I was thinking that way. And it's like, okay, good. But now I journal it. Also, another thing I like doing is like talking to my phone, like recording a video of myself talking to my phone. I don't have to watch it back, but like I can come to a lot of conclusions when I talk to myself on the phone where I'm like, hey, I'm having a lot of anxiety right now. It's because of this, this, and this. And I'm feeling that way because of this, this, and this. And I'm like, wait a minute. I wasn't even feeling that way. Like, I didn't even know I was feeling that way. So it's like, it gets to the root of the problem too. I saw a TikTok on it and then I started doing it. And I was like, I love speaking to myself. I really love it. So yes. And then working out, not for the physical bitches, but for the mental health. Like even if that's a walk a day for you, working out really helps with my mental health. I love yoga. I love Pilates. I love lifting. I love running. I love all these things. They just keep me mentally sane, mentally healthy, which is like the most important thing to me. Like I said, my mental health. Also finding good medications that work for you, I think is also super important for your mental health. Like what works for you? What is best for you? Are these medications helping you? Are these medications hurting you? Like what is it? So yeah. Also just like being nice to yourself is so fucking important. Like I, on the plane today, like I was having a little panty, like I was having a little panty and I was just like rubbing my arm and I was like, bitch, you're good. Like you're good. It's just anxiety. Moments like that, that helps. Okay. I'm like, it helps me get through it. So, and just also like realizing it's okay not to be okay. You don't always have to be a hundred percent at all times. Like right now, my my OCD is horrific, love. It's not great. And that's okay. It is completely fine. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to be okay, you know? So, sorry, I was staring really intensely. I can see myself in the screen behind. I was staring really intensely at myself. But yeah, like day by fucking day, we're good. We don't need to rush this journey. We're all right. And yeah, mental illness will always be there. But like, I'm in control of how much I let it affect me. I think that's the biggest thing is like know that you're in control of your life, your body, your brain, everything. And it feels debilitating. It feels like you want to give up. Trust me, bitch. I know the feeling. But you're in control. You're the one that gets the calls. You're the one that makes the shots. So yeah. And overall, if you're feeling any of the things I've talked about or you're dealing with any of the things I've talked about, no, you're not alone. Like you're not alone, bitch. I've been there. I'm there. Like I've dealt with the things you're dealing with. Like you're not alone in this world and I hope you don't feel alone. And I know it's a lonely, mental illness is like a lonely thing. Also, Sissy has a really good quote that is like, mental illness comes in different fonts for different people. So it's like, you might be like, why is that person like doing that or feeling that way? And it's just like, mental illness comes in different fonts for different fucking people. So yeah, but you're not alone. I hope you don't feel alone. I hope this, me sharing my journey can somehow help some of you with whatever you're dealing with or have dealt with in the past. And like, I'm proud of you every day just for fucking existing because existing is hard in general. Got to deal with annoying fucking people, you know? So I'm proud of that, that you're able to do that. But yeah, I feel like that's it for my self, I mean, my mental health journey. You're like, bitch, we heard a lot about self-love. But yeah, you're not alone prioritize your mental health, put people around you that also prioritize your mental health and like, don't put you in situations that jeopardize your mental health whatsoever. I love every single one of you guys. Have a great day, night, evening, whenever the fuck you're listening to this. 
I love you so, so much. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. YouTube with my YouTube merch on that they sent me, which was very sweet of them. Love you guys so much. All right. I love you. DM me if you like the episode. A bitch needs to hear it. And write the podcast five stars on Spotify and everywhere you listen to it. Love you.